0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. Today I'll be your host, Joven Lazo. And today we have a special guest from Larkin, Miss Carly Hernandez.
1: We already butchered the name. It's Carly. Yeah. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> it's all right. We'll be playing the name game. Corelli.
0: Corelli Hernandez. Sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, so which school do you attend?
1: So I attend Larkin University. Um, it's a small pharmacy school in Ma- Mammy Gardens, Florida, and South Florida. So you're close to beaches if you attend our school.
0: That's important. A lot of Florida people <laughs> like the beach. So I'm sure a lot of them uh, are definitely intrigued by that. That's something that we don't have close by here in Orlando.
1: But, yes. Um,
0: that's good. You good me. <laughs> so um, what year are you in?
1: So I'm currently a P3. It is a three-year program. So I'm in my last year. I'm currently doing happy rotations.
0: So you can do
1: two years didactic and one year of rotations.
0: And that's every student, right? That's not like an optional thing where you do it in three years versus like four?
1: No, no. That's every student that attends Larkin.
0: Okay. So that's the program. So that's one big difference right there um, compared Mm -hmm. to UF. You guys get to finish your program a lot quicker, so in three years versus four.
1: We do. Um, That was a big selling point for me as a non-traditional student.
0: I could see that, especially um, for me, I'm I'm big about finances, so definitely with the student loans and the cost of schooling, that could definitely play a a big role in selecting something that's three years versus four.
1: That's true. Yeah. Our third year is a lot cheaper than our first two years. So if you're looking at the figures, you start making money sooner. And uh, I mean, you do start paying your bills sooner, but um, it, it is a big selling point, you know, to start working a lot sooner.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. So how would you say your overall experience at Larkin was?
1: Overall, it was an amazing experience. Um I was big on the idea that we were the first, you know, like I said, it was a three-year program. So that means that I was actually the third class coming in that would have completed a whole rotation for Larkin. Um, It was sort of a reinventing the wheel. They were still figuring out a few kinks and they let us, you know, be part of that ground floor up. We got to make choices as students.
0: Really? So With that, um, what are some of the things that you kind of love about your school?
1: So I love the accessibility to the faculty and the staff. Um, to be honest with you, they're, they're very close with us. They um, will come in. We have classes in blocks. So we got access to every professor. They gave us their direct contact. Uh, they had no problem staying after to study with us. So that was one selling point. The uh, second selling point is every faculty member had some sort of research going on and they wanted students to volunteer and, and have input, even if you weren't on the research team with them. And This would be catered directly to how your dynamic of your class is, but our class was very close. We never left a man behind. We would always try to have everyone involved and help.
0: Okay. And about how many people did you have in your class size, if you remember or no?
1: We it with 86.
0: 86. Okay. So that's Mm -hmm. about, I would say, the size of like the Orlando campus itself, not the entire um, UF class, but just the Orlando campus. Okay. And we're also pretty close too. So I think that might be one of the benefits of having a smaller class size. You just kind of feel that close-knit group. And I think it's something that I didn't, I never had an undergrad just because I had like the large auditorium class sizes, like 230 people, probably have like one or two friends in my class. But I never kind of realized the importance of having a close-knit group and whether it's studying together or just having somebody to bounce ideas off of or somebody just vent to that's also uh pretty
1: what you're going through because it Mm -hmm. is intense um and for us it just made that difference of us passing didactics and actually understanding what was going on because sometimes you're blocked off that you're looking at just the subject matter and not understanding the concept so you have that other person that says wait a minute you're looking at it from this one angle what about the other three so i i thought it was very important
0: yeah and that's something that um for everybody listening i would say to also kind of if you could figure out during your interviews or talking to certain students try to see what the culture is like because if that's the environment at the university i think that's a great place for you to be for sure
1: you'll Um, know if you Flourish in that type of program, depending on where you're coming from undergrad. You know, I, I had various experiences in undergrad. I did go to the larger school, I did not succeed. And then I went to a larger school with a small program. And that made all the difference for me because I was close with my classmates and I was closer with the faculty.
0: Yeah. And then not only that, but pharmacy school is also an adjustment, any graduate program. So even if you, like, I I went to UCF, so I had the big auditorium classes, like I said. And I operated fine studying on my own and doing things on my own, but I saw the benefit and how it helped me in graduate school. Because my first year, I was kind of alone, because um, I kind of still had that mentality. But my second and third year, I definitely like started making more friends and being more involved with other students. And that definitely enhanced my learning and my experience there. So I think no matter what type of person you are, I think you should definitely try to look into that. So that way, they if they have that culture, and even if it's not for you, that's fine. But at least you have that option if that culture is there.
1: So I'll give you advice with the uh, short-term programs, with the shorter mm-hmm. programs. If you don't get involved early, you'll almost feel like you missed out. So mm-hmm. that's why I say to even the first years, I go mm-hmm. at least one organization where you'll make one friend, you know, because it's that important. It's everything is so fast for us. I mean, we blinked that's and like we were... Point. Yeah. We blinked and we were at Appy's. See, (laughs) bouncing is off of each other.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, and and that's, no, I didn't didn't even think about that because everything is moving so quick. You can't really sit on an opportunity. Like you have to kind of be a go-getter and you, and whether, I don't want to make it seem like you have to be a go-getter to go to Larkin, but um, maybe if you're not a go-getter, maybe that'll help push you to be one too. (laughs) So I think, I didn't think about that, but that's a, that's probably, I would say that's a plus having it for having it be a shorter program. I think that's a a good positive for sure.
1: It absolutely was because you wouldn't have that opportunity the following year. You only have those two years to make a name at the actual school. And after that, you're on the field, you know, so you're out there. So for us, it was a room full of leaders and we had to learn to be team players. Like, hold on, right it's not my turn to be Your turn, you talk and I'll tell you where I would have changed it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so and those that weren't leaders, they learned to speak up
0: because yeah. they got tired. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's something that I'll agree that like that's definitely happened at, at the Orlando campus. And also just stepping out of your comfort zone, like you'll be exposed to that a lot. And I think something that I see underclassmen have done say is like, oh, I I have next year and I'll do it. And the next year comes and then something happens and they don't do it or don't pursue something. But at Larkin, you don't have that opportunity because it's now or never. So I kind of yeah. like that pressure. And I feel like that will kind of push people to do something rather than just wait. So I think that's, yeah. that's cool.
1: You run into all sorts of pressures that you never
0: know.
1: Or come you're like, what just happened? Uh-huh. So,
0: Got it. So um so uh since we we're just talking about uh, our schools and like um stuff like that besides the the two year part of the curriculum uh, or two years of academic and one year of being out in the um in the fields with rotations what is your curriculum like
1: Okay so I love explaining our curriculum because for me it makes sense it's like ripping off a bandage you have two weeks for every subject type. So I'll give you an example. Um, My thorn in my side was renal. So the way it works your first year is you're dealing with all the subject matters that you've already dealt with in, in undergrad. You're going to be doing biochemistry at that minute micro level. Where does it really matter for yourself as, as a pharmacist? You'll be doing with microbiology. Um, you'll, you'll do all the academics as to where your group organizations matter as a pharmacist. If I'm an APHA, why does that matter? Things like that your first year. Your second year is where you start doing your systems. So renal is my example of where it got real. You have two weeks, theoretically. Uh, there is actually only seven days of didactics. That means seven days of lecture. So you'll have all those days of li- listening to nothing about, except renal, you'll be doing uh, creatinine cre- clearance in your head and going crazy. Then you have two days of longitudinal. One longitudinal is geared either to research or towards statistics, you know, learning to read journal clubs, uh, which are those long, boring journals that no one ever reads except for <laughs> And learning what the number mean, And then that second longitudinal is putting it into practice. So our school has this insane system, which I love, where the professors or the upperclassmen act as your patients. Mm-hmm. My favorite was psychiatric because the patients would act as psychiatric patients, but they're actually students or professors. And you have to keep a straight pace and counsel the patient and, you know, what it's really going to be like in the real world. And that's one day before the exam. So could you imagine the stress of walking in there one day before the exam and you have to counsel one of your professors? Um, That's why it's important to have a relationship with them. And then that Friday, you lose your mind and you take the exam. (laughs) (laughs) So that Friday, you take that exam twice. You take it once on your own and once in your study group. And depending on how you do on the exam, after you get, you must get an 80 we are one of the highest scoring. You need a B, an 80 to pass the exam. If in your group you get above a 95, you get five points added to that 80, which goes towards your GPA. So if you pass Larkin, you are actually a high honor student. We all walk out of there with 3.0. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that's it. You get to rest that weekend until Monday. You have Saturday, Sunday, Monday off if you pass the exam. If not, you come back that Monday and retake the exam. A different version of the exam
0: okay so just because you said a lot so just to go over that again because i personally want to know because this is intriguing It (laughs) Uh, is. is. so you said so it's kind of pass fail it is so 80 and up is passing Mm -hmm. and with that you're saying that if you get an 80 you get a three like a as far as like gpa that's like a b or is that considered that's that's
1: a high b yeah
0: That's a high B. Okay. Um, okay. So the grading scale would be like, would it be like B plus B minus A A minus? No, no.
1: It's like from 80 to 90, you're at a B from 90 to a hundred. You're at an A. That's it. So you're only to get a B.
0: Okay. So solid, solid letter scores either a B or an A.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's something different.
1: That one test deciphers whether or not you pass the class. I know.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's I, different.
1: I know you, my friends at NSU get quizzes and like little projects. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so adorable.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah I was going to say how we do it here is, well, how they were doing it. I don't know if it's going to change because they changed the curriculum a little bit because of COVID, but mm-hmm. how it was before COVID was you'd have like a quiz on your own mm-hmm. and then you take that same quiz with your academic group. And those would just be two different grades. So maybe it'd be like 10% the quiz on your own and like 15% the quiz with your group. And then you'll have the exams would basically take up majority of the rest of your grade. And you would only take that alone. And you might have like little projects, like maybe a soap note or something else you have to do that might be added to the grade for that that course, for that class, but Basically, it was your exams and quizzes kind of made it up, but you would be able to get um, the opportunity to take that quiz again with your group. And if you failed, you would just have to like retake it over summer, I believe. Um, yeah. Unless it was like maybe a short course, you might be able to do it over spring break. But um, most of our courses are, I would say probably four or six weeks, but we do have some courses that are like a week or two weeks. Just depends mm-hmm. on um, the type of material. Wow. Okay. Oh, and, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, and also our grading points are like a, a minus like B plus B B minus. So it's a bit different in that aspect too. Yeah. Um, which it's good and it's bad because it's like, it's hard to get an A, you know, cause I think it's like 90 to 92.5 is like an A minus. So yeah. it's like, if you got a 90 in your curriculum, you get an A. So that's pretty awesome. Whereas in our curriculum, like you got to aim for 92.5 and up to get an A. So that's kind of hard to get.
1: Yeah. But that's for the class. That's not our overall GPA. Our overall GPA is broken down into A minus. Because the thing was, the dean's list was a little crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I
1: had to chop it down somehow so they can make a dean's list. So, yeah. yeah. What's passing on your exams? A 70?
0: Um, It's just that the exam score doesn't matter. It's just the overall class oh. score so i believe it's a c plus
1: yeah like either like c my, or c plus. yeah my friends are and are like we need a 69.5 and i was like yeah. that's cute
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and every place is different that's important to know and i i think what what larkin's doing is pretty cool that's it is that's, i think it's pretty cool okay and then
1: 100 every time because you take the exam so many times yeah and, The test is out of 60 questions that can be multiple choice, put in order. This is very important because people question it. They're like, I don't understand. They'll explain it to you in each class. And then depending on how many hours each professor teaches, you know how many questions they have. That's open. Yeah, they'll tell you that.
0: Okay. Do you have like any fill in the blank?
1: Only if you have to retake it on Monday. Mm, Okay. And then your first year, you have the top 100s added to your test. You have like a little, little beginning test that has 10 mixed up, you know, uh, brand generic.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, we do that too. That's like part of our skills lab, I believe. That's only part.
1: Because of- you guys have OSCIE's Incorporated, right?
0: We also have OSCEs as well. That's part of our skills lab grade.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what our second longitudinal is, OSCEs.
0: Okay. And I was going to ask about the, the longitudinal that you're talking about with like research and statistics. Yeah. So with that, how long, how longitudinal, I guess I should say, is that? So pro-
1: longitudinal is the only class that's going to run the entire semester. So mm-hmm. we do different- Ones. They incorporated the second one because the class before us was not doing well in Oskis Oskis was a nine-day drill of like counseling, soap notes, um, explaining to medical professionals. So instead of doing that, they actually incorporated it into whatever subject you were studying. So if it was um, parental nutrition, we would have an, uh, we would have an OSCE, which was a longitudinal explaining how you would use a parental IV. And then with the longitudinal your first year on um, the other longitudinal you would do uh, biostats all the way through like all the way through your first year semester so like every semester those three semesters you're gonna be doing biostats your second year those two semesters that you have your second year because you only have two semesters um, you'll be doing uh, research and actually a lot of people got published and got sent to mid-year and you know different um, events with their research
0: yeah and i I think that's that's a big benefit especially if you want to do a career obviously like a farm if you want to do a degree or if you even want to work if you want to do a residency because I I know they look into research and whether somebody has presented at mid-year so yeah. I think that's that's a great opportunity where they kind of put you in it I know UF doesn't it's more up to the leisure of the student if they want to get into research yeah so I think a lot of people are kind of weary and don't want to go out of their way to do it and I kind of yeah. like that your program kind of incorporates it, incorporates it, because I think it's very important. And even if you don't do research, it's important to at least know the, what the statistical values mean, especially if you're going to be reading like these clinical trials and understanding like which medication you should be giving, and what should be added or removed from your formulary and et cetera, et cetera. So As think-
1: especially, oh, like with COVID trying to explain to people these different studies that are coming from everywhere. You're like, wait a minute, this is what you need to focus on. This is because people are becoming more informed on their own health. So as pharmacists, our job is to kind of remove the garbage and be able, and we don't know how to do it. And the cool thing with that research lunch is you actually end up with a poster at the end and you end up presenting it at least to your class. So you're not, you know, deer in the headlights when people start talking about research, it can be intimidating at first, but but you know,
0: so, and, um, oh, one, one more thing just for people listening. Um, you may not know what an OSCE is, so oh, yeah. I believe that's obstructive, objective, structured clinical examination.
1: It, it's the, the physical part of medicine. I'll, I'll look it up just to like help you guys yeah. out. Yeah,
0: I have... There's yeah like objective, OSCIE... structured, clinical examination, yeah. exam, okay. something like that. So it's like real life practical, like, um. Corelli was saying it's real life, practical use of things. So I know at UF where it's like, we'll have um, people pretend to be a patient and um, like paid actors or something like that. And then you have to go in and counsel them and they're not going to always be by the book. <laughs> so you need no. to stuff like that
1: at all. It's yeah. fun though. It, no, I mean, it is fun.
0: It is fun. Definitely. That's um, yeah. that's one of the more rewarding things I would say you get to do in pharmacy school and it's very beneficial especially if you don't have any work experience in pharmacy so you can start building that experience with patients before you go on your rotations
1: yes yeah. becoming comfortable with patients is something Larkin definitely helps you with because you do have that counseling every two weeks so often that you become comfortable talking to people
0: and I like that know? i think that's yeah. very important okay and then do you have so how is it structured since it's you said semesters. So it's three years total. Is So assuming you have three semesters is like fall, spring, summer?
1: Yes. We do not have summers off for anyone wondering. Um, we actually have some, some classes are 20% online. We can do up to 20% online. We normally don't, but you could do up to 20% online. And then our second year, um, you're actually only having two semesters. Okay. And you go on appies and then you you have Ippies at the right. now they switched it your Ippies are now the beginning of your second year so that's why i say you don't have that third semester you have two Ippies: one community one institutional institutional would be hospital mm-hmm. and then you go on appies
0: yeah i was about to ask about that because i was like how does that yeah. work <laughs> okay all right it thanks used, for bringing that down
1: right after christmas but people were like forgetting things like calculations and all the facilities were like They're doing terrible calculations, so we changed it to Mark because I was part of the curriculum committee. Like I said, always had input on how the program ran, what worked for our class, which is great, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's important because especially since it's a newer school or newer college or pharmacy, that gives... Every feedback, every little bit of feedback and information that you give them is important. And if they're making changes, that's definitely uh, a school you should be proud of being at because that means they're invested in your learning and they want to do whatever it takes to help the students. So that's that's like really good to hear.
1: They definitely do. Okay. They, so, they pride themselves on holistic approach. So.
0: Mm-hmm. That's important too. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So now that we've got the curriculum down, what about the student or organizations and like student ambassadors? Do you have a program like that there?
1: So we do not have student ambassadors. What they do is they take the president heads of each organization. Um, huh. Currently, we have 22, which for such a small program is actually a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and not to mention, though, if you do go to Larkin, you always have the opportunity to charter a new event like a new I'm sorry a new organization. Um I have friends that have done two or three and if you're planning on doing a residency or a fellowship that looks amazing, you know, or even if you want an administrative role that looks amazing that you chartered your own um chapter, you know. So um with organizations you have your typical APHA, SHP, um what else? You have our two fraternities, Kappa Psi and Phi Delta Kai. Oh, have no I have KE. Uh-huh. I don't have KE. No.
0: Uh, I'm a member of KE at U.S., that's why I was asking.
1: There's uh, an opportunity to charter it there. Okay. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And you know what? The staff is great. And they actually give you a um, weekend course on how to run your organization like a business. So for those students that didn't know what SunBiz was, for those students that didn't know how to keep books, I mean, if you ever want to own your own business, like it was great. It was free training. So that was great. Um, the organizations would also establish um, a health fair every year for our local community of Miami. So, I mean, there's many, many opportunities. And I recommend your first year, you're going to have a presentation where all the members that have time go and they talk about, um, what the organization's about, is it philanthropy, is it financial, is it community, and you get to see what everyone has to offer, and you just see, you check yourself, you say, does that match my mission statement, it does, let me go up there, and uh, that's another thing Larkin does, it's pretty cool, they make you write your own mission statement for your own person,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: that helps gear your career, how, how, what you want to end up doing.
0: Definitely, and I think you, that, like, 22 at Larkin, that's a lot, and I yeah. think, I can't think how many we have at UF. I know,
1: oh, as could... in Orlando,
0: like we have a lot. So yeah, yeah. I want to say it's in the 20s too. So that's super, super good to know. And that's great because that gives a lot of opportunities for leadership for different students.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, even if you could bring on like a new um, fraternity like Cap Epsilon, which I'm a part of there or any other student org um, you want to create, like, for example, we had, my little actually, she, she created Gator or she started um, Gator at the Orlando campus. So like starting um, new student orgs, I'm sure residencies, jobs, et cetera, et cetera. They'd love that. They'd love to see that, that you take. on. um,
1: One of my friends started IPHO and I jumped on it and people, for those of you that have no idea, that's for pharmacists that want to join the industry. (laughs) Um, And we had speakers come because they were so interested in the fact that such a small school was starting, you know, an IPHO chapter. And like, it was great. Like I joined right away and we got mm-hmm. to meet people. We got to, we got invited to everything because um, I, they used to refer to us as a stepchild of pharmacy, but you know, <laughs> everyone, yes, they wanted to see who <laughs> are the people that went to Larkin. And yeah. our, we, we're making our reputation, you know, like that's just how it is. What we do is what is going to say, okay, that those they went to Larkin.
0: Right. So, so, and since you mentioned, um, they started an IPHO chapter that had me thinking, what type of careers would you say the school kind of focuses on? Is there like a more of a focus for community or retail pharmacists, hospital, research, academic, Is there so, anything say or is it just general?
1: No, actually, most of our professors are all published. So you can actually pick up one of them just wrote a book on residency, and it's, it's actually really good. We are focused on clinical, but psychiatric. Almost every farm. almost every professor is a clinical psychiatric or mental health, like specialized, yeah, certified in mental health. Um, we're not associated with Larkin Hospital, even though people think so. And- Um, A lot of them do work there though. And it's one of the largest psychiatric hospitals. So we are geared, most of them talk from that perspective, dealing with patients with mental health. And um, we also have an organization dedicated to like uh, suicide. So we all volunteer on the suicide hotlines. So yeah, they they do talk more clinical based. So you will deal with more hospital pharmacists than retail. They all have a bitter taste about retail. I'm not going to lie. They're all like Walgreens, <laughs> retirees. And they're like, "Hey, let me tell you the negative point of, <laughs> but you know, they'll yeah. support it if that's your, your thing, you know? Yeah.
0: And it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm still a student, but I feel like honestly, if you go to any pharmacy school, you'll be prepared for community. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think it's all about knowledge on the drugs. So it's like, I don't think you have to go to a specific university just to be a community pharmacist. Um, but there are definitely ones like with IPHL that you mentioned that industry chapter, a lot of schools up North, I feel are more, um, more yeah, more designed Mm -hmm. for industry pharmacists just because like all the big corporations are up there. So it makes sense. You know, I feel like at UF it's more academic or more hospital or research. Research is a big thing at UF. So that's Mm -hmm. um, if you want to do like a PharmD PhD, that's something that um they would definitely love you. <laughs> they would, they would I, definitely love that. So
1: what happens is because we don't have a, a dual program or we don't have another degree. I'm originally from Jersey. I mean, I've been in South yeah. Florida a long time. originally from Jersey. <laughs> but um, so Rutgers actually came down recruiting at our school, our P3, like our P- at the end of our P2 years, starting P3, they're like, come talk to us. We want you guys to like come to do this other program with us. And it was great, you know? Yeah. um, So and there I can, was no...
0: I can- Oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, there was no program envy is what I'm saying. Like they, they came down and like wanted to know what we were interested in doing.
0: And another thing, since it's in South Florida, it's in Miami, in that area, like that is a super big city. So I could see industry wanting to branch out and get in there. Cause I've heard of like industry trying to build more branches, I guess I should say of like their facilities down in like the, like Boca for Lauderdale. That's of-
1: Yeah. So my background is um biopharmaceutical engineering with a minor in biotech, which is industry. And a lot of the yeah, no, that was my thing. Like I love the lab. A lot of
0: words to say industry basically from I
1: have words (laughs) to say alone forever in a lab. But yeah, so what happens is a lot of the um BD, which actually makes syringes and all that is down here. People don't know that. And they're in Weston. So I actually helped a lot of the new P2s. I was like, guys, you guys want to do industry. You're, you're freaking out that you're not going to find a rotation industry. You just got to get on it early. You know, so that's a whole other topic. But yeah, you know, there is opportunity. You just have to know where to look. Like Qtivate, which is doing the COVID testing, they want pharmacy students. They want them in the lab, you know, figuring out if these people are positive or negative.
0: That's something that I never really thought about, like the benefits of a big city with all the different options. Like, I just stayed in Orlando just because I went to UCF, so I didn't feel like leaving. But when you think about it, it makes sense because you'll be exposed to a lot more and there'll be a lot more opportunities being in a big city. So, having a big city, even though it's a smaller school, and maybe you Mm -hmm. think you go to like the big name brand, like from everything I'm hearing, Larkin sounds like a great place to also go to school. And you're also in a big city that has a lot of, a lot yeah. of opportunity and it seems like there's a lot of growth going on over there at that campus for sure.
1: We're being recruited actually by law schools now, which is ironic to me. I've been getting letters nonstop and I'm like, what is this? And they're like, we need people. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm out. And they're actually recruiting us because they're feeling like with the whole COVID thing, um, there's going to be a lot of healthcare malpractice suits. And there's going to be a lot of, they need people that understand, again, that research guys to defend either the patient or the healthcare professional. So we're being, so, you know, it, there's it, opportunity.
0: Yeah. And is it like, they want people that have the dual degree? I think it's the JD, PharmD, or is it just people well-versed? trials? months. Say that again, please.
1: They're offering us the JD in 18 months. So yeah. be a Larkin version of law school, you know. So
0: oh. got it. So then if that happens, then I guess that's kind of your, your dual degree. I know you say you don't have, have any at yeah. this moment, but
1: yeah have one.
0: Okay. No, that's cool. That's different.
1: Yeah. there's room for development at Larkin and it's happening. You know, if speaking mm-hmm. of research, when we left um, for COVID, the professors were building this beautiful state of the art faculty research lab so that the, the staff could actually do their research in-house and have us in on it, you know. So they're yeah, they they're growing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And then let's see. So you kind of touched on this earlier. How available or how accessible do you feel like your professors are?
1: We have almost all of them on WhatsApp. That's how accessible uh-huh. they are. We-
0: that's different.
1: <laughs> our, our first orientation day, um, as a joke, I went in with one of my, uh, we actually were nine of us of friends that started class together. Mm-hmm. And I put my best friend's phone number on the board. And I said, everyone joined this WhatsApp group. And everyone did. Until this day, that WhatsApp group is going, but professors joined as well. So we actually have professors on there accessible to the point where We would be studying. We'd be like, so and so taught this section. What can you know? We do to like, and that, and the professor would respond to WhatsApp at one o'clock in the morning sometimes. So that's how accessible they want to be. They want to help you, you know.
0: That's important because what happens sometimes, and this isn't a knock. I haven't experienced this, but I know other people have, and it could just be. I don't know if it's the professor or it could just be how busy. our school can be at times, but you know, you reach out for help, um, whether it's a professor or somebody, you reach out and you may not get a response till maybe like a day or two later. Exactly. The quiz might have already happened or something might have already happened. And it's not like they were pushing you off. Like they're busy too, they have lives But to be able to have that accessibility where you can get like an immediate response is big because Absolutely. sometimes you're waiting for an email back or if they have like an office phone number, you're waiting for a phone call back. Whereas you can just straight up text them. So they're going to see that. (laughs) You can just message them. Yeah.
1: And um, the other thing that's, I mean, cool. If you have to retake an exam for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. um, and that professor is working because that Monday they usually all go to work because we're not supposed to be in school if we pass, you can call them on the phone and ask them a question right before the reassessment. They have no problem explaining it to you. If there was, now it was a dual-edged sword for them. I'll tell you that because then people, almost lost that professional respect and they felt the some people felt that like you did me wrong, you know, like I thought we were that close and that wasn't the case. You have to keep that respect with them, you know, but yeah, no, they are completely accessible. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, that's good. And that's, that's another thing too. That's one of the reasons why I think I have a couple professor numbers, but like, I never want to text them just because I feel like it'll take me out of the professional zone and i rather just respect, like message just, email and then just text them and be like, Hey, I sent you an email. Can you get back to me on there? And it would just be like, Text yeah. me. And I'd be like, No. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like, you know, um, some of them are part of the fraternity. And mm-hmm. we'd go out and I'm like, No, I, I actually don't I only drink water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I completely get it. I completely get it. I'm, I'm
1: sip it on my club soda. <laughs>
0: um, ginger, ale. ginger ale. um ginger ale with a lime. That's that's what I'm doing. That's how I partake. Um yeah. Yeah. And they're
1: interviewing us now for hospital jobs too. And I'm like, this is awkward. <laughs> they're like, you know, you were late to my class every time. Are you gonna be late to work? I'm like,
0: probably. <laughs> that's good. I that mean they have a personality, so that's good to know. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Okay, and since we're talking about Larkin, it's only one site, right? Or is there more camp more than one Currently- campus?
1: One site, they do own a couple of acres in Narongha, Florida, which is more south, uh, closer to that homestead Key West area for those from South Florida. Um, but that's all, that site is under development. So as of now, we're one building.
0: One building. Um, mm-hmm. And it's only dedicated to pharmacy or is there other professional schools there, that are there?
1: There's a small, short bio uh, chem program. Biochem- mm-hmm. Biomedical, I'm sorry. Biomedical, which is dedicated for students that didn't quite make it to get into either a D.O. program, a nursing program or a uh, pharmacy program. Um, and they do that to kind of like patent their resume and then reapply.
0: Got it. Pretty
1: small. I think it's like six students at a time. Makes There's sense. Tons- yeah.
0: Yeah. I know someone who did something similar to that, but I think it was at FAU for like a year, and then they applied for med school. Like the first time they applied, they didn't get in. So they kind of did something like that for like a year at FAU. And then they applied after that, and then they got in Mm -hmm. um, for med school. Okay. And then, so do you have much interaction with other um, healthcare professional students?
1: Okay. So built into our longitudinal, Mm -hmm. um, the OSCE base, like we were discussing before, we do have interprofessional days. So what happens on that day, which is one of our favorite days, because we slack off and let the medical students do all the work. Um, You have medical (laughs) students, there's practitioners, sometimes nursing, and sometimes physical therapy, depending on what block. So they relate it to whatever you're studying, that Mm -hmm. that section. Um, And we have a case, and the patient has... Every comorbidity, which is every disease you could think of, and the doctor diagnosis, the physical therapist comes up with therapy, and the pharmacist comes up with the actual pharmacological plan, which is what are we going to give this patient? And then we converse about it and present it. So that's pretty cool. We do have a lot of interprofessional activities. That's just one of our favorites. We all love it.
0: And where are these students from?
1: Um, usually, George University and Ross University. Okay, yeah. I wish we had more interaction with the local pharmacy schools, but there's like an undisclosed rivalry, so we don't really see each other. <laughs> I mean, which, I have friends which, in all schools, so yeah. I, but
0: which which ones are close to you? Which ones are we the
1: have? Forty five minutes away. Um, LeeCom. I go. I went on rotations with almost all the LeeCom students. Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't know anybody from there. Um, yeah. Are,
1: Our dean was their assistant dean for a while,
0: so that was cool.
1: Yeah, their program is similarly structured, um, but it turns out their requirements are much less than ours.
0: Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something, hmm, I'm trying to think about it. Yeah, I don't think we have much exposure. No, we definitely don't, as far as like other um, pharmacy schools. But just, just get exposure to other UF campuses. So like yeah. the Jacksonville and the Gainesville campus. But we don't really interact much with the other pharmacy schools. But we do interact with for us, since we're in Orlando, we don't have the um the UF, like med students and nursing mm-hmm. students, PT, et cetera. So we just do that with UCF. So I think that's kind of cool. Um yeah. we still get that interprofessional bonding and a relationship, but we get them with people from a different program. So I think that's pretty cool too.
1: As long as you're getting
0: it within your program, I think you're good. Yeah. Okay. And then, so I'm going to ask you the tough question now. Okay. If things were different, would you change schools or, um, if that was an option, would you change schools?
1: All right. So I've been asked this actually by professors as well. I, yes and no. Yes, because I loved my didactics. Um, I loved, The environment, it worked for me, but that would be why I wouldn't. I would because I feel like I cheated myself from that large scale opportunity. Um, I feel like going on Appy's now. Certain places intimidate me. Uh, The larger healthcare facilities, and I have a lot of pharmacy experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Memorial, uh, Broward General, University of Miami. These are like the larger hospitals here. They intimidate me because I feel like. I am not as prepared because we don't have a clinical lab like Nova has a clinical lab where they actually go in and they, you know, role play like, okay, this is what the pharmacy is going to be like. This is what a stat order is going to look like. Um, IV compounding. We did like two hours of IV compounding, you know? So that stuff that semi-intimidates me. I'm not going to lie. I wish I would have had more exposure to that. And that's the only reason I wouldn't have gone to my program. Um, But other than that, I got a lot of theoretical background from my professors on it. I did feel like I was prepared for all the other situations in Abbey's. Definitely the hard questions you get from preceptors. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel like I missed out on that part.
0: Okay. And that's something that's going to be tough. Like you're going to have to cut something out if you're doing a three-year program. I know. to have a large amount of time to spend on everything, even us, being in a four-year program we still cut things out um or we have like we only have like a week of like sterile compounding so yeah but he knows for a fact they want to do compounding pharmacy like that's in their blood that's what they want to do um I don't know per se I don't know other schools so it's like I don't know like what's the best compounding pharmacy school to go to like which school would give you the most exposure to this I don't know
1: go to New York because they actually require a wet lab, you know. If you if you want to do compounding, New York actually has a wet lab portion to their um, accreditation. You know, um, okay. my cousin's went to LIU, and there it's a whole nother ball game out there. But for okay. here, <laughs> for here, I guess you're right. You would have to pick Appy's um, specified, uh, you know,
0: compounding. Yeah. So that's something else. If if you have like a niche thing, whether you're just yeah. in or something that you know for a fact you want to do, definitely try to find out um, on your interview days or just email the school to see if they have any electives. Or actually, that's a good question. Do you have electives?
1: So, okay. So, we do have electives. Okay. Our electives were very um, different. So, we were in COVID mode. So, they did electives on burnout, which was amazing. That actually helped a lot. How to handle burnout. Like I said, healthcare centered. So, we had, um, an elective on mental health, how to identify patients with mental health issues and how to address them and make sure that they're being adherent. Um, We also had a fitness um, elective on nutrition and, you know, how to deal with patients and dietitian kind of electives that I don't know if they were conducive to a pet elective uh, for pet medicine, cosmetics things like that i don't know how conducive they were to i wish they also would have like a lot of them were board certified and other things if we could have yeah. just gotten a little more background information on how to get board certified on certain things got it and that for um pre-pharmacy students look into that see if any of that interests you mm-hmm. no.
0: yeah and and like i was saying like with the electives that's a great way to kind of figure out um if it's something you're interested in you can at least take that elective have it, mm-hmm. do it Or, I mean, it's early and things will change by the time. Like if you're coming in years from now, if if you're looking at rotations, like things change. So I wouldn't bank on that. But an elective is a different story. I think you could probably do that, especially at our curriculum, because you get them in your second and third year versus waiting three years or waiting until your fourth year to go on rotations to kind of get that elective experience.
1: Electives for us are the last year of our P2 didactics, the last two classes. Okay.
0: Yeah, we have a fall, I think it's, um, I know you have, I'm pretty sure it's fall and spring. Uh, yeah. Second and third year.
1: We only have two electives. You guys have more than that, I think, no?
0: Yeah, I think we have three or four. I don't really remember because I do a lot and sometimes things get blurry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Was that today?
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I think it's like either three or four. But then we also have, like, different things that you can do that can count as elective credit. So oh. you don't even have to do an elective.
1: Oh, actually, I'm lying We have a, that was one of mine, research. If yeah. we are with, uh, with a faculty on a research and we want to continue to do it, if we could as our elective.
0: Yeah, I did that as an elective at, at UF. Um, I had, what else did I have? I had first response that and oh yeah I had two more I had a thinking skills class which is pretty cool thinking outside of the box and then the other one was like an advanced of uh, community pharmacy type of rotation um or I guess advanced pharmacy I shouldn't say community because we checked out like um Taylor's pharmacy which is a compounding pharmacy so we got oh to get, yeah. you know that's a vet um a vet compounding pharmacy um and I so feel like, depending on where you were, if you were in Jacksonville, you checked out like a different site. And then if you were in Gainesville, you got to check out a different site. But it was more about like specialty, kind of exposing you to the different pharmacy practices that are available to you. So that one was kind of cool. So yeah, we have four. We have four. Electives.
1: Yeah, a good opportunity to like get a little break. We didn't have that. Yeah. We only have two end. By that time we're literally so burned out, we're like, whatever, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that happens. That happens with electives, so that's why it's like sometimes you got to pick. Well, it's up to you, but you got to pick the ones that either really interest you or you just want to do something easy. So it's like thinking skills was like, all right, this is different. So it's not pharmacy related, but it's thinking. It it correlates because it's like for example, COVID. Like you're gonna have to think outside of the box on how to treat a patient sometimes. So um, that's basically what they're kind of doing is getting away from the book and being able to operate more in like the clinical world. But it's not necessarily with pharmacy um, stuff that we would use in class. It'd be more like fallacies and different things like that. So that was kind of cool where it's like, all right, I got a pharmacy break, but I got to still do something that simulated my mind. But all right. And so with with that, um, what are some things you wish your school would improve going forward?
1: Um, actual confidence. I feel like, uh, we would have these guest speakers that would give us the cookie cutter, happy, go lucky version of pharmacy. And then you're in the front line, like, what is going on here? Like, what do you mean? Um, I think just stressing the fact that there are pros and cons to anything, uh, don't go into this thinking, this is just all I'm going to stand in front of a computer and verify all day. And the computer's going to do everything for me. That is not the case at all. And I had that rude awakening in Abby's when the when my preceptor sat back and was like, welcome to pharmacy. You're the pharmacist. And I was like, deer in the headlights. What is going on? So keep that in mind, in the back of your mind, you really can cause harm or, you know, you it'd make someone better, you know? So I wish there was more of that people saying the ball truth, like, you
0: know, exactly what happens. Yeah. And it's, and it's tough too. I don't know if it's something that, because I, I think be across all programs, I don't know if it's something where they feel like, all right, we're in grad school now. So it's a bit different. We're throwing a lot at them. This is new for them. Let's take it easy on them. And then our course load turns up. The longer you're in our program, but still, once again, it's just like the course. It's not necessarily like life and death type situations that you're exposed to, or serious harm that could occur um, that you're exposed to. Whereas when you're out on actual like rotations, like everything seriously matters, guys. Like you can make some hor- like some really wrong decisions that could really affect your patients. So it's like I don't know how to really bring that in a curriculum.
1: Uh, so I have to disagree because with us the more in the program we got, the more they had to, um, they want it from us. So I remember we had one longitudinal where it was, God, what was it? I know we had a crash cart and they rolled this patient, a dummy down the aisle, down the hall. And they were screaming crash cart, like in real life. And we're sitting there and we're like, what? And they're like, (laughs) atropine or epi atropine or epi and i thought i was gonna pass out and it was a dummy so i was
0: like what
1: you're doing to me so they try to like get you to think like you really could make that much of a difference you know so because these are critical care pharmacists like a few of them are emergency room pharmacists and they have been faced with that so yeah i i just feel like more experience in that department would have been helpful Mm -hmm. where you're staring at it and you're like now what?
0: Yeah. No, and, um, <laughs> that's something that uh, if you have a critical care rotation, you might experience that, like going to a code or something like that. And, and yeah. in real life, it's not like it is on Grey's Anatomy, people. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> so. wish it was. Even though I bought the kids scrubs and I was like, I got <laughs> <Yeah. can't." laughs> it.
0: Happened. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, um, no. For us, it's required. We have to write up uh, a write up on, on a um, code blue. So we have to watch at least one, even if you have to work an overnight at the ER, you have to see at least one code. So,
0: yeah, to my knowledge, that's not a requirement. No,
1: Yeah, for us, it was. I.
0: That's, yeah, that's, that's different. That's different.
1: It's yeah. worth it. though.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think exposure is important. So the more you get exposed to, the more you can kind of see what's for you and what's not for you. Um, if you don't think you can operate in that type of environment, then boom, you can eliminate critical care right then and there. Um, or also like the ED.
1: I find like entertaining or fun is the way we get taught. We don't just sit there and listen to someone lecture to us all day long. Um, the professors get very creative. Like I said, that was one example where we had the dummy and we like sat around and we tried to figure out what we we're going to use for the crash cart. Another one is they'll do Jeopardy, um, yes, and we'll do Jeopardy, Cahoots. Um, the other thing that we do is Night at the ER is we each take a different role and we actually do it at, at the hospital mm-hmm. with other professionals. So that, you know, they do incorporate a lot of active learning.
0: Got it. And I think that's important. Be, well, well, yes, I, I think that's important, but I was going to say, I think most people, so I, uh, that's just my feeling, but I feel like most people learn better from active learning. Um, mm-hmm. I know I personally do. So that's probably why I feel that way, <laughs> but. Um, You're
1: rec- or like, oh, I remember I did that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's like I remember I went through this experience. So what did I do then? Like it was the right choice. And you kind of replay moments and things like that, versus just like studying something and taking a quiz. Like I'd rather be more active, um, whether to, because the one problem that I have with quizzes and exams is like, all right, I could have if it's an exam, let's say it's two hours. I can take my time with each question. Whereas in real life, you may not have that much time to answer that question. So You're more put on the spot, especially with like Kahoot since there's a time limit for everything. So I think that's like one of the benefits is like kind of stimulates or has you do more fast twitch thinking and being able to answer on the spot too. I think that definitely helps with um, being like quizzed by a preceptor or something like that versus just like deer in the headlights and like, hold on, let me get a paper and think about this, you know, whereas like you might've had like a scratch paper for an exam or something like that. So I I like whenever I hear people have like codes, Jeopardy, different active learning sessions to incorporate their learning. I think that's good. So how do you feel your school kind of prepared you for rotations?
1: So with rotations, um, a lot of the preceptors actually came in and gave talks beforehand. Uh, we got to meet them beforehand in our P1 year and possibly like early on in our P2 year, because we sat in for the P1s, like, you know, we got to meet them and we're like, you know, Dr. So-and-so we're on your, you know, AP three rotation, um, which is advanced pharmacy, uh, practices. So, you know, you do kind of meet your preceptors beforehand and get that idea of what, uh, they're going to expect from you besides going with the horror stories of the previous p3s that are telling you like get ready you're going to do 90 journal clubs and 13 presentations you actually meet the person and humanize them so that's one way the other one was they actually do surveys of every class so they'll do a survey of every class we review that survey with the teacher with the professors and they'll say you know what um, we found that you guys complained about the same thing as the previous class we were weak in calculations your preceptors are complaining about the same thing let's take a minute and just go over that again the next block and they will do that um, you know what you guys all scored poorly on uh, on medchem medchem Another oh, topic. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> oh, actually
0: I actually mean, you like know, chem so, you really, so you're about oh, to trash you're it. You're gonna hurt my feelings a little.
1: You're one of those. <laughs> um, me, my MedChem professor actually like Biffles because I was like, I am not gonna pass any of your questions. Let that mm-hmm. be done. Um, so that's the other thing. We incorporate MedChem into each class. I think you guys have it as a separate class. All the other programs I've heard have it as a separate class. We have it incorporated in, so you'll never really see it isolated. Um, Okay. So for those of you who are wondering what MedChem is, it's exactly what it is. It's the the chemical structures of the medicine and how it's going to work and how it's going to function.
0: think of um, organic chemistry, but for drugs.
1: Yeah, exactly. And All right. that stuff are in organic. You're like, when will I ever use this? Yes. That was, mm-hmm. I was like, this makes no sense. Which you but, may
0: also not ever use in pharmacy, um, no. depending on how you practice, but I just enjoy it. So. <laughs>
1: you, know, you know what it came in handy? When we were talking about the vaccines and how they would work,
0: Absolutely. that's what
1: I was, oh yeah. my god, Medchem is useful. But uh, but yeah, I, they didn't prepare the, us for that. Where they failed miserably was in immunization. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, I mean immunization is actually an it, it, it's not their fault. Immunization comes from APHA, and there's a standard that all pharmacy schools have to yeah. adhere but it's such a short window that do you really feel like I'm competent after doing, you know, three oranges and my poor colleague that, uh, you know, volunteered to have me pinch them, you know? So there, I, I wish we had a little more jush. But yeah. other than that, we were good on piece.
0: Yeah. I would, vaccines are a tough one. I feel like that's something, um, wasn't well explained, like the different types of vaccines, um, mm-hmm.
1: where the administration should be.
0: Yeah, I mean like, you can look
1: that that part. You can look. That's that what
0: that's what I was gonna say. That one it might be more the schools might feel like that's more of an independent thing, like just go on the CDC and study it yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, because you could kind of you can find the research on that, and you can find like YouTube vids and stuff like that to kind of yeah. go over that. So I could see why if it's not like a super hardcore focus, but that I would agree with that with vaccinations. Um, like I don't okay. remember which ones are for children and like all that stuff, like age groups besides like the common you know, try
1: reading that chart too because i was like i'm gonna make it easier i'm gonna make it in my favorite colors yeah right yeah.
0: um that's yeah. one that like cdc app i have the app on my phone i just pull it up i'm like i'm yeah. <laughs> like uh this one i'll just rely on technology
1: yeah but uh but yeah other than that it was Okay. I'll say okay. Community where we're solid. Um, I had a crazy rotation with Amazon that was very machine based. I wish we had more experience with different um RX programs. Like, give me a class where I'm sitting there, you know, working with different RX 30. Um, you know, what's the other one that I hated? Mackenzie was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, you know, there's little tidbits, but they're improving and they will listen to what we have to say and they will improve. I, I know that already this year they're, they're making great strides, you know, to where
0: we failed, you know, it's like
1: having that first baby and you're like, sorry, I forgot to potty train you, but the rest of them, I'm going to get it right. You know, Got so. It.
0: Got it. Okay. And so for my last question for you, um, what would be your advice for any pre-pharmacy students that are listening on how to select their pharmacy school?
1: Um, Definitely, first of all, figure out what it is works for you, uh, where you'll be happy. You're going to spend the next three to four years there. So make sure it's an environment that you understand. It's an environment where you feel um, you can you can thrive. So if you did well at a larger scale school. then maybe you want to apply to the larger name schools and the larger schools where you're going to be sitting in stadiums and you'll be students sitting there with the red cardigan. But if you want that one-on-one uh, because you feel like you want that professor to sit over you and you know listen to whatever story you have to tell them, then you want to look at the smaller programs. Also, where do you want to practice? Does empathy really matter to you? Or are you going to be one of these, you know, hospital pharmacists where many of them are just looking at a chart and don't even know what the patient looked like? Uh, We had a large focus on empathy. And after I spent four years in a lab, I had a hard time with empathy. So if that's not your thing, you know, you might want that larger school. Um, Just you know, do I want to go to school where the professors have all been published? And I can say, you know what, I sat in Dr. So-and-so's class and from learning from him, you know, Nova can say that they can sit there and say that we can say that to an extent, yeah. but it's not nationwide that will we'll be well known. So, and, uh, balance out everything, lay everything out, take, it write it out you know don't think that just by reading one or two websites you're good to go no like com- compare and contrast look at the curriculum do I need to make money right away
0: if, you know, if think- you, one, this is totally up to you you don't have to if you want to but would you like to kind of share why you selected Larkin
1: so I selected Larkin for many a reasons um I was doing really well in research. Uh, getting paid to do research is almost like becoming a movie actress and getting paid for it. Like I, I was going to conferences, but I always wanted to be a pharmacist, but I couldn't leave South Florida. I run a very large company with my father for uh, security and investigation. So I couldn't leave. And I, it was actually a financial loss for me to go to pharmacy school, but I'm one of those people that actually likes patient care. So when the opportunity came, I didn't want to go to the larger school. I literally backed down from going to the larger, closer school. I said, nope. I had such a bitter taste from the actual environment that I went to Larkin. I met everyone. It was small. It was um, inviting. Even the interview wasn't intimidating. Like many in an interview and they were just like, you're great. This is amazing. I'm like, these people have to be lying to me. Mm -hmm. So I was sold. They sold me. I didn't have to go to farming school, but they actually sold me, and I I loved it. I loved every second of it. So it was close. It was shorter. It is a little pricey. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you will be paying that that high ticket private school price, um, but it, it'll be worth it, you know. And uh, they do work with you. I saw people that were struggling academically, and they sat there and they worked with those people till they you know they succeeded. So that was Larkin.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like I'm, I didn't know anything about Larkin and yeah. I'm kind of blown away by a lot of the things he said. So I think it's definitely a, like you said, it's, it's kind of like the, the little step brother or stepchild of
1: yeah.
0: a, a pharmacy, but no, I, I think you guys, what they're doing over there, I think is actually really good and great. Um, I don't know how much it costs, but as far as a three-year program, get out quicker and yeah. You know, that rapid pace learning that some people need that. Some people need that that push because, you know, doing something for maybe three or four years, dragging things out, can kind of bore some people and they kinda of lose attention and that focus. Whereas like, hey, you're going in there for three years, you're gonna knock this out, and you're gonna go be a pharmacist mm-hmm. and do what you gotta do. So I think And not
1: to mention, like if a class is terribly agonizing, you know mm-hmm. that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I have yeah. two weeks I'm gonna knock it out so I don't have to look at it again till the where I'm gonna mm-hmm. sit there and Try to definitely buy an old Netflix book if you're going to go to pharmacy school and and use it as your breakdown guide. You know, to me at the beginning it was embarrassing to be like, oh, I'm going to Larkin because no one knew it. Yeah. But now it's, you know, yeah, it was. Don't have no
0: shame going there. Like no,
1: no, absolutely yeah. not. Say it, Bye.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for for coming on. Go ahead.
1: I said thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
0: No, no, no. Of course, of course. Do you have any questions for me before I let you go?
1: No, not at all. Good mm-hmm. luck with everything. How long do you have left in school?
0: Um, I'm in my fourth year, so um, oh, you're done. I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same you boat. Really? I have two rotations left. Me too. Yeah.
1: Have,
0: uh they're both electives, so I have geriatrics and specialty pharmacy left. Uh, not
1: me. I have institutional and research.
0: Wow. But- <laughs> <laughs> Go from here. I have um, yeah. All right, and then um, oh, how many? Since since you said that, how many rotations do you have?
1: So we have seven and an off block.
0: Seven and off. Okay, So it's like us. And how many weeks? Six weeks. Six weeks. Two hundred,
1: or right. give or take? Uh, we've been doing a lot of online though.
0: Got yeah. it. Okay, so same as ours. We're the same way. Okay. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for being for coming on. Um, Corelli Hernandez said it correct this time. One point. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So if there's anybody that wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: Um, you can go ahead and give them my email. It's going to be my name. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty big on LinkedIn. Um, so if you guys want to look me up, the name's pretty odd. So there's not too many of me. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> You're easy to find. That's good. All right. So yeah, so I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes for everybody listening. If you want to reach out to her, or even if you don't have a specific question, why not go ahead and add <laughs> her on your LinkedIn?
1: Even on industry or anything, um, I help a lot of pre-pharmacy students that I used to TA at Miami-Dade, and they asked me to help them put their schedules together. I don't mind doing it. So if anyone needs help with anything, any school.
0: So yeah, everybody listening, if you want to reach out to it, definitely do it. Um, once again, we do have a Instagram page, Capsule Production Pod. Capsule Production is the name. You can find us on Instagram. Um, on Thursdays, we like to do Teach Back Thursdays where we, um, or Test Your Knowledge Thursdays, Thursdays, excuse me, Test Your Knowledge Thursdays, where we go ahead and quiz you. Um, We put on our IG story, one question, quick quiz, either something from maybe something uh, me or my co-host Sean kind of experienced from a question from one of our preceptors on rotation or something from the Netflix that we feel is important and it's something valuable to to help enhance learning. So definitely check us out on Instagram, Capsule Production. Um, We're also on Facebook. You can reach out to us and follow us on there. We're on all major streaming platforms except for Google Play. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and like and subscribe our content. Same thing with Spotify. You'll find us on there, Podbean, um, et cetera, et cetera. And also on our Instagram page and Facebook, you can check um, for the website link. We have a link tree. So if you would like to personally um, reach out to me, you can do that on there. I have my Instagram on there, and I also have my um, LinkedIn and Facebook the other members of the podcast are also on there. If you want to reach out to any one of them, so thank you again, guys, for listening. Thanks so much, um, Corelli Hernandez, for being here, and uh, we'll definitely put you in the show notes. And hopefully, some people will definitely reach out to you.
1: Thank you. That was fun.